We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Go, an early edition a uh, Knicks Weekly presented by KnicksFanTV.com. CP the franchise, the Tratacaster, Alex Trataros on the ones and twos. Knicks riding a seven-game winning streak. Sweep this week's schedule. Two against the Bulls on the road and against the Pacers on the road. A little Midwest tango and the Knicks come out on top, man. A lot of heroics, a lot of heroes in these games. We're going to talk about it, take a look at the week ahead, and also listen to a couple of sound bites from last night's game, man. Seven-game win streak. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs-up button for you boys. A little matinee edition of Knicks Weekly, episode number 42. Let's get into it, man. Hit that thumbs-up button for you boys, and let's talk about it, man. All right, out three and zero in the campaign. Mm-hmm. You, you beat you beat the Bulls in in overtime. <clears throat> then they came out and watched the Bulls in the rematch, and then against the Pacer team who has been having a good season. You know the the Pacers were were supposed to be tanking it up and rebuild, and they've been very competitive, led by Halliburton, Matherin's heroics. He's going to be in the running for Rookie of the Year. They're getting some good offense out there. Obviously, Halliburton, like I said, leading the way. Buddy Heald doing the damn thing. Miles Turner adding mm-hmm. to that mix. Knicks found themselves down by six in crunch time and found a way to get it done, led by Jalen Brunson on one end. Julius making some clutch defensive stops on the other end. And then six free throws by Julius to seal it, man. And, you know, my takeaways from this week were, Number one, they've just been getting the job done. It's starting on the defensive end. And yes, the Bulls, they, they did give up, let up 120 to the Bulls, but they started that game off pretty well defensively. I just thought second half, the Bulls kind of picked it up. But it, it's starting on the defensive end. Rebounding. They've won the rebounding battle in all three of these games, dominating in some of these games. 
And that's Julius, that's Mitch, it's RJ, it's Quentin Grimes, Hartenstein rebounding the ball well. So they've been really, really aggressive on the boards. And, And taking advantage of these smaller lineups, both of these teams can go relatively small in certain respects. With the Bulls, it's it's in the front court, playing mm-hmm. Vucevic at the five. With the Pacers, it's more on the perimeter. And some of your wings, they play a lot smaller. But the Knicks, Tibbs didn't flinch, man. He he maintained his bigger lineups, and they made these teams pay when it came to the rebounding battle. I thought that was big as well. And then on top of that, offensively, you're getting it from different guys, man. The big three definitely stepped up. Last week, it was Julius shouldering the load. Brunson comes into Chicago, destroys him, then puts on another brilliant performance against the Pacers. It was Julius also in the first game against the, against the Bulls. Second game against the Bulls, it's, it's Brunson, it's RJ, it's Quentin Grimes with 22 points of 5-9 and nine from downtown. So... And then last and then last night against the Pacers, you know, when they weren't shooting the three ball well as they were in the two games against the Bulls, turning the ball over, still found a way to win. Again, a lot of that was on Brunson's heroic RJ as well, and Julius later in the game. But they're just finding a way to get it done in, in, in a variety of ways, which has been pretty impressive in my opinion. Yeah, man. They've been doing a great job this <clears throat> for a while now. <clears throat> oh, whoa. Lose my voice for a oh, second. Good. Wow, that's it. It's the excitement, man. But it's the excitement. It is the excitement, man. Look, I have the Knicks are on a seven-game winning streak. How can you not be excited? Look, yeah. we had so many windows into the chat last night. Everyone's jumping out the window. I'm jumping out the window. This team has been great, man. The since that Mavericks game, they really stepped up. And the biggest component, and I wrote about this too for KnicksFanTV.com. Go make sure to check out that article it's about the defense. The defense is really coming through for the New York Knicks, bro. You look at this team. They are still, since that since that Cleveland Cavaliers game, they are still number one right now in defensive net rating. The only team under triple digits, 99 right now. That's how good this defense has been. Yes, you have the guys like uh, Quentin Grimes, Miles McBride, Emmanuel Quickly, who are helping you with that perimeter defense and point of attack. That has been a game changer. You're seeing that other teams are struggling to attack this, to attack the Knicks. And that, you know, and also from three and just getting into the lane. When you can stop teams from getting into the lane, that means they have to rely on jump shots. And with the guys that we have right now, they have good closeout speeds that they can just stop and they can contest a lot of three pointers. And seeing that has made a difference for the New York Knicks. Obviously, we know about the paint protection. We know how Mitch has been impactful as well. But the defense has to be pointed out. Look, prior to, Prior to uh, this this change, the Knicks were in the bottom five. Ugh. The fact that they're number one right now over this time period, and now on this season, they dropped. They jumped from, I think it was 26. 26. 26. Yep. 26 was when they were at their lowest. They are now on the season because of this defensive change, eighth CP. Yep. Uh, not eighth. Wait, ninth. ninth. Ninth right now. They are ninth. Wow. Ninth in the league right now. That is quite the jump from 26 to ninth. Just because of this type of change, we got to talk about how this team has gone back to Tom Thibodeau type ways, man. Back to the ways that this team was just, they, everyone loved this team because in the 90s, it was predicated on defense. When they won, when they, when they became the four seed in, uh, in the 2020-2021 season, it was on their defense. They were number four that season in defensive net rating. And now they're number one, but now up to in the top 10. Talk it's about big. quite a change, bro. It's big. Yeah, got, 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 got to stop. Uh, talk about that yeah but the one thing and we mentioned it last night on the show Mm -hmm. 
This second unit, man, I think we really need to get into a conversation because looking at the numbers right now, prior to that, that prior to that line of change, there were some implications, okay? Not only did, did we get better defense, but our, our second unit offense took a drop. And, and, and from the, before that change, the Knicks were 12th in the NBA with their bench scoring at 37.4 points. They are now, uh, they are now, yeah, they are now, I'm sorry, hold on. Am I getting that right? <laughs> yeah, sorry, reading it wrong. Okay. Knicks were eighth. This is where they were eighth. Knicks mm-hmm. were eighth in 37.1 points with their bench scoring. Mm. Now they are 29th, 23.1 points off the bench. Drastic, drastic drop. So that is something that the Knicks need to figure out. How are they going to get some scoring? Because as of right now, we see Randall and RJ have to be with those second units to provide some sort of offensive punch. Mm. We know we're also missing Obi, who helps get easy transition buckets. And he's been a decent three-point shooter. We need more scoring off the bench. That is something we need to figure out because it's going to be tough for this team just to play defense. Name of the game is to get the ball through the hoop. Yeah. So you got to figure out how you're going to do that. Yeah, they, they are going to have to figure that out as as they progress and, and play better teams. Uh, how will they they complement that defense with a little bit more scoring punch off of the bench? You're hoping it, it's quick, but, and you know, we'll talk about our stock up and stock down, but what, what quickly is in, in, in another shooting slump as it seems. So, um, yeah, you, you're going to need some sort of punch off of that bench. Will it be Obi when he comes back? Will they make a move at the deadline? That's left to be seen. But so far, as you started off saying, the defense has been on point. And you got to give Tibbs a lot of credit since he's shortened the rotations and gone with his defensive dogs, especially off the bench, adding McBride to the mix with quickly out there, just being complete pit bulls in the, in the backcourt. You, 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 you put in Grimes in that factor. You know, Grimes has had to draw Levine and Halliburton this week. And I thought he, he I thought he made it tough for them. I thought he really did make it tough for them. And mm-hmm. when those guys are in together, you see how switchable they can be. It gives more versatility to the defense. But you're also seeing with the bigs their ability to be a bit switchable and still keep the defense stable. There was moments in that mm-hmm. Bulls game where, where Julius had to draw Levine and made some good plays. In the end of that Indiana Pacers game, you had Julius on Halliburton for back-to-back plays. He got the job done, including forcing a turnover on the first one that, that got it to Grimes and, and ultimately got Julius back to the line. You've seen Sims in the Bulls series, especially um, being out there guarding on the perimeter. And so... And uh, Mitch as well. So even even as they're going big, they seem to still be able to to maintain their presence defensively and not get beat on the mismatches. And I think that that's been pretty big as well. So um, give credit to the players. Give credit to Tibbs on on you know just just adjusting and playing solid defense, man. The the stats don't lie. The eye test don't lie. They are playing solid solid basketball right now. And speaking of Tibbs, let's hear from Tibbs. This was last night's game uh, after the Pacer game, courtesy of MSG. And Tibbs speaking on the streak and, and what it all means right now. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up one for you boys. Your rebounding and keeping your turnovers down, that puts you in position to win. So, and if we keep doing what we're doing offensively, where, you know, we're creating rhythm for each other, we're going to be, we're going to score plenty of points. You know, so 
we have to understand what goes into winning and then how you win. And each game is different. Like what what's happened, like win streaks don't mean anything. This game won't mean anything in our next game. You know, you, you got to start all over, put the work into preparation, and then when the ball goes up, be ready to go. All right, so Tibbs talking about um, keeping the defense, keeping the energy, keeping the intensity up on the defense, rebounding. Mm-hmm. Those are the, those are the keys to keeping this thing alive and and staying hungry. You know, Tibbs talked about uh, uh, staying hungry here. Now here was here was Rick Carlisle after the game, and he was quite complimentary of the Knicks after uh, a few years back, kind of throwing them under the bus. Here, here's what Carlisle had to say. This is courtesy of Bally Sports. Indiana, you know, but right now New York is as good as any team in the NBA, mm. and um, you know, to be the, to go toe to toe, and you know, we had a six point lead, and then they they hit, I think they hit two threes in the in the last couple of minutes. Um, I don't remember the exact sequence. Um, very disappointing, you know, no question about that, but. Um, but we'll just, you know, we'll learn from it. Because as good as any team in the NBA, Al. Mm. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> that That's what I like to hear. But look, the way they're playing defense, and then on top of the fact that they're big three, whether you want to call mid three, big three, led by Brunson, led by Randall, RJ's picking it up right now. If, as long as their defense and their rebounding stays consistent, they can be in a lot of games. They're never, they're never mm-hmm. totally out of it at this point. Never out of it, man. Look, and, and this defense has really, like we, we talk about taking a 180, but you just see like that presence that we've had over the stretch and it's just suffocating. And when you have suffocating defense and you, and you just start to muck everything up, you know, that's the term that was used in uh, when they – was it back in 2020, 2021, teams are going to, teams are going to struggle. They don't like play. A lot of players don't like to play defense nowadays. You know, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they see someone who's playing defense and making it tough, you know, you're not going to be able to stop every player like this. And I think we have to, I think we have to account for that. And while the defense has been great, we got to see it against, you know, we got to, we got to get that rematch against the Bucks, see what it looks like then against the Celtics, you know, let's see when the Cavs are fully healthy too. Let's get it. Let's, let's, let's get the nets as well. Right. Let's see where that defense, how the defense mucks everything up and how the Knicks are able to to go to yeah. compete with those guys. But as of right now, where the Knicks stand with this type of defense, I think we can actually legitimately have that conversation, whether they're in the top, you know, a five or six seed team in the NBA right now, the way that they're playing. Because if they are able to keep this type of defense and if they are also able to gel offensively that like they have been, then we got something real cooking. Yeah. And then we gotta then the next conversation is. Will this front office make a move during, before the deadline, like how they did for Derrick Rose, right, to make around-the-edges type modifications to get some more impact coming off the bench? That's the next question. Big time. And, and they're going to get tested this week. Even with, a short, with, even with no Steph Curry, Golden State is still going to be dangerous. They, they're coming off a big win over the Raptors in Toronto. They're going to be coming in here looking to win. Clay's back. They got Draymond back. Those are still the champs regardless. And so – uh, Knicks are going to be tested, and then you finish off the week against Philadelphia, who's back at full strength. Harden is back. They got Embiid, a tough defense at home Christmas Day, marquee matchup. Let's see how that defense fares. But let's look at this week's player of the week, Al. 
And our Twitter voters have voted unanimously. It is the point guard, number 11, Jalen Brunson, 25 points per game this week, four assists, damn near five, 50% shooting from three, and a red-hot 60% shoot. I said 50% from the field, and a red-hot three-point shooting at 60%. The floor general, Al. The absolute floor general. We didn't even know if he was going to make the trip to Chicago after a tough foot injury against the Kings comes in. Man was in a boot. CP. In, a boot. in a boot for the holiday, po- in a a holiday boot party at the holiday party, man. And he's, he was incredible. He was incredible. Uh, uh, 11 points in the overtime. Again, in the first game against the bulls. Second game, he shoots six and nine from downtown. 30 point game. And then again in the Pacers, as I said, uh, so many moments where he broke the Pacers' momentum in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, in crunch time. Captain Clutch, man. That's his new nickname for me right now. It is Captain Clutch. He's been that good. Phenomenal, man. Phenomenal. Like, I don't, there's just, I think I'm running out of words just how to, to just, you know, Talk about his, his impact on his team and his style of play. It's just, he's different, man. He's different. We haven't had a, a solid point guard like this that can attack on all three levels, that can orchestrate an offense, that can just be clutch in those big moments. You know, we talk about, you know, I mentioned on the show last night where Clyde mentioned that Randall scores. He, he's our top first quarter scorer. Mm-hmm. But you know who our best fourth quarter scorer is? Jalen Brunson. Easily. Easily. <laughs> and, it sh- and it shows, man. And it shows by the way he competes. It shows by, you know, when you need big buckets, that's him. I mean, it's he's he's averaging about five and a half points in the fourth quarter. Next person would be Julius with four, RJ with four as well. But those five that you see, and, and he's shooting, he's averaging 47% from the field in the fourth quarter as well. It, it, that just tells you his impact overall, you know? Yep. And, yeah, in the fourth quarter, it's going to slow down. You're not expecting a lot of points. Like, Randall's averaging about eight points in the first quarter. That's when the game starts to slow down. That's where everyone's starting to get into their sets. You know, if they can get a breakaway, sure, they're going to take it. But they want to make sure every possession is worth something as the clock is winding down. And you see that while having Brunson being the leader and doing those type of things, you can just tell that his playmaking is, is key, his shot creation is necessary, and just his overall you know, leadership, the calmness, it's just effective. The fact that yeah. everyone defaults to him in those moments and they're looking for him to do something, it shows how big of an impact he is for this team. And the fact that they even trust him to do that because he could produce. Look, we saw what he did in the, West, in the Western Conference uh, playoffs and it's just translating to this season. I feel like he's actually taken another step. You know, we, we asked Derek Harper while I was on the show, do we think he could be an all-star? <laughs> Does yeah. he think so? Yeah. He's making a case right now where you got to put him into all-star considerations. Big time. And you hit the nail on the head. The fact that they had deferred to him, you know, even games before this week, there's been late game situations where Julius has gotten the ball. He gives it to Brunson. Like, yo, do your thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's because he's gotten the job done. He has the respect and the command of the locker room. As you said, he brings a poise and a calmness to that team. And it's major. It's major. Because you think about some of these late-game situations, these clutch moments last year, it would be in Julius's hands. It would be in RJ's hands. And a lot of times they weren't successful. 
Think about the, the, a six-point deficit with two minutes left against the Pacers on the road without a Brunson. That's probably an L last year, mm-hmm. you know. And, and this year, he, he comes up in a major, major way. Knicks, one of three teams with double-digit road victories, man. They've been road warriors this year once again. And that's been big because, to me, it indicates that they're playing hard for each other. They're playing together. You got chemistry, and the locker room is, is, is together, man. So that, that's big, really big. Yeah. You got to wonder, and also, like, not only, like, to add on to them trusting each other, what about this? Like, we go back to the rotation, like, maybe cutting it down to nine. Yeah. The guys that you have in there, you know, there's even more trust now. So it's, you know, you got to wonder because – the human element to playing a sport, I sometimes think gets overwhelmed. Like we can always look at the numbers. We look at what we see with the eye test. But there's that human element where, whether it's playing pickup basketball, high school sports, college sports, whatever, it all translates to the pros as well, where that emotional connection, right, where yeah. you can believe in your teammate, you can always rely on them. I wonder if, that, if that, this rotational change made that this team even bond even more because there's a level of trust. And I think there's also like, you could see that there's a better hi- you could see the hierarchy now, right? Yeah. Like even with the second unit, when you have RJ and Randall in there, they're, you know, obviously IQ has the the go ahead to shoot because he's a shoot. He's supposed to be our lethal shooter, right? But you see that they rely. If it's RJ, yo, RJ's gonna initiate. Yo, Randall's here. Let Randall initiate. Yo, yeah. Brunson's on the court. Okay, he's running the show. We got to figure out how we're gonna compliment them, right? And maybe prior to that, we saw a little like, hey, you know, like where am I gonna get my turn? Where's this all gonna come from? Maybe it was a little too muddy. So we got to wonder what that human element is to this locker room of actually shortening it down to nine and making these type of changes have made that impact as well. Big time. Here, here was Jalen Brunson sound bites after the win against the Pacers. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Knicks Weekly presented by KnicksFanTV.com. You had the sprained ankle, but you've shown uncanny grit, man, down the stretch. And uh, how does that feel to be able to come through like that? I mean, anytime you can um, come away with a win, everything feels good. So uh, I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep gutting it out and just keep playing. And um, if I can walk, I can play. You know that. <laughs> All right. That's Brunson saying if he can walk, he can play. And um, this was his, uh, his comments after the game in the locker room in regards to the Knicks win streak. Here's Jalen Brunson after the game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
you need indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But we, we know that we still got a lot of work to do. Um, yeah, good teams coming in uh, in these next couple of days. And then... Um, we just gotta stay focused. We can't. We can't relax. We can't have bad days. We gotta stay focused. Does that mean, does that mean something to you guys? That that you guys, um, you know, you have a game like on Friday night where everything seems to be working. Today, Tom said the rhythm wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You guys are down six. It's the last game road trip to still pull it out. Does that say something about where you guys are at now? Yeah, growing, growing, and um, not being complacent and not being satisfied. We're just continuing to get better every single day. What do you think is working well for RJ right now? All right, so that was uh, JB on the squad. He says not being complacent and just taking it one day by day by day, man, trying to build chemistry and trying to grow together. And that's what we're seeing right now, Al. And uh, let, let's move it to Stockwatch, man. Stockwatch, who's up and who's down? You know, Br- Brunson and, and Randall have been largely up most of this year. But I think from a Stockwatch standpoint, RJ. I think RJ is on an uptick, man. Last 10 games, mm-hmm. RJ is averaging 21 points per game. His free throws are up. He's shooting 37% from downtown, 76% from the charity stripe on damn near seven attempts, and shooting 44% from the field, man. I think RJ's on an uptick, man. Had some good games in Chicago, some brilliant moments, uh, especially in the second game of that Chicago game. First one, he fouled out a little bit, but he still he still put put up some points there, and then twenty seven points or was it twenty four points last night against the Pacers? I think RJ's been on the money, man. Absolutely, he's been doing it with a lot of minutes as well, and it was twenty four points last night. You look at these last couple of games, RJ for the most part has not averaged under. I should not say average, but he hasn't had, he's only had very few games where he's played under 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that was one against Detroit, uh, just because that was a blowout. And then he also had one against Dallas, and that was because the Knicks got blown out. <laughs> so you look at this and you see that he's getting you 26 points. He's getting you 15, 26, but now he's up on that uptick. These last five games in particular, 22 points has been the minimum. Everything else, you either have 26 against the Hornets, 27 against the Kings, 22 against the Bulls, 27 against the Bulls again, and then 24 last night. It looks like RJ is starting to find his rhythm. I like it. I like that the free throw shooting has really improved this season. That has been a critical area. And I think, you know, obviously you want to see him more add more to his game. Some jump shots have been sprinkled in here and there. But his ability to finish around the rim, which we talked about last night, very inspiring. 10 of 14 with inside the was inside the arc. As long as he can keep this up, man, and, and be that threat when he's going downhill, it just starts to open up things for or for the rest of his teammates, whether that's Brunson and Grimes from the perimeter or even uh, Randall, you know, and just getting creating more opportunities for anyone else just to attack because once you have the defense co- to collapse, you can kick that out and someone else can attack from a different position. So right. I like what RJ's been doing, man. His stock has definitely been going up. Stock is definitely going up. And um, as the, as the stack goes, once this big three each hit 20 points, Knicks are 6-1. and one. 
So if RJ maintains his consistency, see what Brunson is doing. Julius has been doing damage. That's big for this Knicks offense, especially when you're still waiting for the bench production to, um, to increase offensively. Now, another guy whose stock is up, I got to go to Mitch, man. And here was Tibbs on Mitch's contributions in last night's win against the Pacers. You know, every game, it's, it's protecting the rim, making good decisions, guarding the pick and roll, and then offensively, the offensive rebounding, and then putting pressure on the rim. And so uh, oftentimes, they're putting two people on them, and that opens it up. We get a, a tip or, you know, scramble, and it's a kick out, and it's a three. So uh, just keep playing to your strengths, and he, he's been playing great basketball for us. Jalen and... And, and we've seen that, you know, when, when Mitch has been uh, getting those offensive rebounds and kicking it out, a lot of times it does lead to threes. It happened in the Chicago game. It, 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 it was one where, where Mitch got that offensive rebound, tipped it out. Ultimately, Julius got it and drove and kicked it out to Grimes. Grimes got the three. But he's been such a beast on the boards, man. Been an absolute beast on the boards. Last 10 games, Mitchell Robinson, 6-13 and 13 against... Um, Sorry, 10 and 13 against the Pacers, 6 and 9 against the Bulls, 8 and 10 against the Bulls, 12 and 9 against the Kings, 6 and 13 against the Hornets, 8 and 10 against Capella and the Hawks, 5 and 11 against the, uh, against the Cavaliers. And they had, you had that 15 and 20 against Brooke Lopez and the Bucks. Loch Ness Monster stock is on, the, is, is on the uptick. He's been playing a lot disciplined. You know, a disciplined game on the defensive end. Been a rim protector, mm-hmm. shot alterer, intimidator, offensive rebound, ferocious on the offensive boards. Been been putting it back. Been okay from the free throw line, you know. Two or four last night, two or two against the Bulls, two or two against the Kings. Loch Ness Monsters on the rise. Absolutely, bro. Like you watch. When you watch Mitch, it is just he's just taking it to another level this season. I think the one that you pointed out, which has really been impactful, is his discipline. Over the last 10 games, Mitch is averaging 2.3 personal fouls. We know that Mitch is someone that can just that used to hack and whack uh when he was uh when he was uh when he was a rookie and even in his sophomore season. Yeah. Right. And the fact that he's waiting, he's not biting on pump fakes, he's not running out to three pointers and trying to contest every single shot. He's now playing within his game, waiting for his assignment to come towards him, and he's jumping up vertically, right? He's not mm-hmm. leaning over. He's not hunching over. He's, he's, you know, he's standing tall, which has just been a big game changer. And over the last 10 games, he's been averaging 11.4 rebounds, leading the team with 11.4 rebounds. We know how he is on the offensive glass. No one on this team is close to him. He's a top three in the NBA right now when it comes to the off- offensive glass. He's number three to be uh, precise. 5.6 offensive rebounds. That's We're talking about second chance points over here. Uh-huh. Okay? And then we're adding on to the field goal. It's, it's around 70%. It's close to 70%. We've seen Mitch go higher than that, uh, especially in that one season where he uh, broke Wilt Chamberlain's record. But what he's doing right now is so impactful. And the things that he does aren't going to show up in a stat sheet. Uh-huh. Every time he alters a shot because someone enters the enters the paint, that's not going to be on the stat sheet, but you watch and you're like, oh, this is where you need Mitchell Robinson. Uh-huh. You put when, there's been so many times we watch Isaiah Hartenstein, and this is, not, this is not to knock Isaiah Hartenstein, but this is to show how impactful Mitch is. Hartenstein comes in the game. He gives up points in the paints pretty easily compared to Mitch at this point. 
And when you watch Mitch in there, guys got to battle. Yeah. It's not it's not easy. You know, we yeah, sure. He had a tough game against Giannis the first time. But you see that he bounced back and he battle. played a better game the second time he played the Bucks. Yeah. And so you're seeing that he's learning. He's figuring things out. And that's just, that's where you just start to see that he's taken his role even seriously, right? And, and I love that about Mitch because we need him defensively. Having the perimeter defense and having him as an anchor right now, that's why this defense has been stifling. Big time. Big time. He's been the anchor. So, yeah, Mitch's stock is definitely up. And um, stock down. It's IQ, man. IQ over these last seven games, um, eight points, two assists, 33% shooting from the field, 25% from downtown on four attempts. Defense has been good. His defense has been on point all season. But offensively, as we talk about how this bench unit picks it up, it has to start with him. It's not McBride, and you know people were getting on, getting on me when when I was questioning McBride added to the lineup. We know McBride's defense is there, but offensively he's he's limited right now. That that's just a fact. IQ has to be that guy that picks up that bench unit. It's only him. It's a nine man rotation. He has to be the spark. He has to be better scoring, and right now it's just not there for him. It's, it's just not there for him. So for me, quickly stock is down. Although the defense has been consistent and on point. Offensively, we got to pick it up, especially once they play some better competition. Absolutely. And it's not only his shooting that needs to come around. He's now been given the keys, right, when Brunson's out, to be that lead point guard. And, you know, we'll see him and, and McBride alternate when they, who's bringing up the ball up the court and who's initiating the offense. But when you're given, uh, but when you're given the chance to, you know, play and, and to – and to play when you're when you're given the chance to run an offense, you have to do better, and you have to actually attack <laughs> attack, man. Because we see too many times going east to west. He's not um, he's not going. He's not you know. He needs to go north and south. And I would like to see the playmaking just take another step step back up because his lack of playmaking for the second unit has been has been non-existent. You like you can't. We've seen and we see and we know that he can do. It. We saw like what he did the last season. We saw the beginning of the season where he had eight assists. We know he can be a playmaker. We know when he's in that ge- when he's in that mode, he can attack. We need to see more of it, man, because without that, the second unit is just going to continuously struggle. Yeah. Yep. You know they've been able to survive, but um, you know, again, if if the big three are not producing the way that they have been, or Grimes doesn't have a big shooting night. So on the bench, going to have to get some bench production. So uh, IQ stock is down for, for this week. Let's see how they bounce back. And uh, speaking of upcoming matchups, man, Knicks back at home to take on the Dubs, the world champs, without Steph Curry. That'll be tomorrow night, Tuesday, at MSG. Then they have the Raptors coming in town on a back-to-back. Raptors just losing, getting washed by the Warriors, so they'll be looking to bounce back. You have the third matchup, third and last matchup against the Bulls at home, and then the Christmas Day matchup, marquee matchup, man. James Harden, the beard, Joel Embiid coming to the Garden, the big, big, big show on Christmas Day to kick off the Christmas NBA week, or day, rather. Give me your thoughts on this week, man. 
First of all, look at Gamba adding some of the Christmas theme to, yeah, to the Yeah, yeah, he did, right? I like it, man. Let's get back. I like it. He, he, he threw Shout some tinsel. You, Gamba. He threw some tinsel, a couple, a couple jingle bells over there. You know what I mean? Attention to got detail. Some ornaments, man. Yeah. Look, look at this. Yeah, we got ornaments. Not only are the Knicks leveling up. Not only are the Knicks leveling up, KFTV is leveling up. That's right. Up. Well, look, at, look at those graphics, That's all right? right look man. at those graphics. Shout attention, out to you, Gamba. Attention to detail. What do you, what do you think about this week, That's, man? It'll be a good, this is going to be a good test, man. It's going to be another good test, you know? The Knicks should be able to take care of business against uh, – they should be. I, I'm not guaranteeing anything, but they should, especially against the Raptors, who seems to be uh, being te- tearing apart at the seams right now. You know, there's conversations right now uh, whether or not they're going to be blowing it up, whatnot. You know, Masai Ujiri, he's an all-in or not type of person. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how the Raptors, you know, if they're going to recalibrate for the future or if they're going to try to compete, continue to compete for this season. Warriors, we know they're without Steph Curry. Yeah, still got to get the job done. That's still a good team. You know, they still got some, they still got offensive scoring. Jordan Poole, you got to watch out for. Um, so that'll be a good test as well on our home court. Thankfully, we don't have to have another ceremony take up 15 minutes because oh Steph Curry, God. you know, we don't need any more of that. All right. Thank goodness we don't get any more of that. Yeah. Um, then you got the Bulls. I, if we sweep the Bulls this season, Bulls, Bulls just, Bulls just gave up 150 points last night to the Timberwolves, man. They are mailing it in. I saw that. Mailing it in. I saw that. You had, did you see, I think, I think the, it was the Bulls uh, Twitter account. It was like, they, they just put final. They didn't say, like, we'll be back. They didn't say anything like that. It was just Oof. like final. You Brutal. Know? That's, that, uh, it's starting to get really bad over there. Yeah. Um, and then Sixers, man. You know, we played the Sixers when they weren't healthy. Had no James Harden, no Joel Embiid. These guys are back. Right. Can this defense, can this defense, this will be a really good test for, for Quentin Grimes because you know it's going to be Quentin Grimes on James Harden. Yeah. That's, that, that's going to be one. That's going to be his defensive Big assignment. Test. And then you got to look at Mitchell Robinson against Joel Embiid. This is where, that's, that's going to put the defense to the test. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that game. All right. I want to see how they compete in that one. But, this entire week, man, it will be an interesting week. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll definitely be an interesting week. I'm optimistic I, about it. I, I think it will be. Um, you can't. I, I think it's one where they can't sleep. You can't sleep. It starts tomorrow against Golden State. Jordan Poole just scored 43 on the Raptors. That'll be Grimes' assignment. You never know with Clay, right? He's not the same Clay, but he he can he can get it popping. He can turn back the clock on mm-hmm. you. So don't sleep, especially from three. Uh, Draymond, you know, they still have the experience. Those are still the champs. And Wiggins, who missed the, the Raptors game, did travel with the team to Toronto and had been practicing with the team. So Wiggins could maybe he could be back tomorrow. So that amplifies their defense and gives them some more wing mm-hmm. scoring. So Golden State coming in here, even without Steph, could give us some problems. So don't sleep on that matchup. The Raptors series, they, the Raptors always play us tough, even though they're struggling. Between Barnes. Achiwa, you have uh, you have Siakam to deal with Van Fleet. Still a good team. Mm-hmm. It, it's still a, it's still a tough team and a tough matchup. The Bulls game, I think we can take that. And then Christmas Day will be the toughest one of the week. Christmas Day For will sure. be the toughest one of the week. It's a, it's a it's a it's a, a matinee game, early game. It's Christmas. What will, what will the vibe be? How will they be feeling mentally? Different than a seven thirty time. Different type of game. I'm curious to see how they come out the gates with that one. I'll go two and two in the week. Two and two? I'll go two and two in the week. Mm. Yeah. 
I'll go two and two. I think uh I think they get Golden State. The Raptors won on the second night of a back-to-back. I think they let go of it a little bit. Lose a tight one. Chicago they get. And I and I think they lose on the Christmas Day one. Two and two. Okay. What's your predictions okay. in the chat? Everybody in the chat, what's your predictions on the week? What do you think, bro? I'm going to go a little bit more optimistic. I'm going to go three and one this week. Okay. I'm going three and one. I'm going to say we get the back-to-back. We're going to defeat the Warriors. We'll defeat the Raptors. Because we've seen this team. This team has shocked us, man. They went on the West Coast trip and went a back-to-back between uh, true. Utah and Denver. That sure, is true. Sure, Denver didn't have uh, a Jokic, Jokic Joker. But, but – Who had a crazy game no, last night, like 40-20. Cra- <laughs> crazy. But go ahead. Yo. But still, they pulled it out, yeah. man. And even – there's been times where this team has won the second of a back-to-back. Like, even when they played the Suns and the Thunder that weekend, uh, at the end of the West Coast trip, they lost to the Suns, but they beat the Thunder. And it's like, I can't, I can't, I can't knock this team for when it comes to back-to-backs now. So, you know, usually in the past you could say, oh, man, Knicks back-to-back, hopefully they win the first one. But I'm confident they're going to take the Warriors. They're going to take the Raptors, the Chicago Bulls, the Sixers game is a little tough, man. Yeah, it's a tough. One. I, I'm I'm hoping that I'm hoping they win, but that one's a little tough for me just because Joel Embiid's a different beast, man. Yeah, that's a different beast. And if and if Harden's cooking, they also got Maxi. It'll be interesting. But yeah. what I will say, even though I still think it's going three and one on the week, three of these matchups we have done before for game of the week. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you all need to just get yourself prepared, there's a Warriors one, there's a Sixers one. And there's a Chicago catch Bulls up on it. They're all still relevant. Huh? No, I was saying so, catch up on it. Telling the people catch up on it. Yeah. Yep. And there'll be a game of the week preview this week, too. So make sure to tune into that. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, great workout. Great show. A rapid fire episode of Knicks Weekly presented by KnicksFanTV.com. As Alex said, uh, stay tuned. We are recording our next game of the week preview. So make sure you guys tap into that when it comes out. And go back to the post games, man. We we did it. We had an excellent show last night. Knicks versus Pacers post game. Knicks versus Bulls, three and zero last week. Great week for the Knicks, man. Seven game winning streak. Ten and six on the road. One of three teams with double digit wins on the road. That's impressive. Very nice so far. They moved up to number fourteen in the Athletics Power Rankings. If you guys care about that. And there it is, man. Remember that the show is available in audio podcast format, so no need to miss it. If you miss it on video, check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all your favorite podcast platforms. We are there. Just search for Knicks Fan TV. And um, if if you guys uh, are on Apple, go ahead and uh, and leave us a review. It would definitely go a long way. Let me salute uh, the super chat that did come in. Shout out to everybody checking in on the midday show shout out to perry g he says quick needs to step up and score off the bench only 14 points off the bench grime needs to get more shots run some more off ball screens for him salute guys yeah i'm I'm on board with that definitely agree with that one man so uh al good show good show tm everybody in the chat that's from rocking with us today have a good week a good holiday week and we will see you guys tomorrow night man post game live Knicks 
versus the world champs, man. Will they go for eight in a row? Let's get mm. it going, man. Let's get it going. I think so. We out of here. Peace. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.